Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and I got to tell you today, um, this is an exciting interview. Uh, I'm talking with uh, a guy who knows probably more about podcasts than most of the people that you're going to talk to. And so it's going to be a little bit of a meta podcast. We're going to talk about how to get clients through podcasts. We're talking with Tom Schwab of Interview Valet, and he is a real specialist at breaking through all of the noise out in this noisy, noisy world. Um, a little bit about Tom. He's a Navy veteran. Um, he ran nuclear power plants. So uh, he is, is, is a, a certified smart person. Um, and, uh, and he's got a ton of experience with inbound marketing and we're going to dive into that and, and particularly how to use this medium that you're listening to right now, use a podcast to get clients. We found that it's one of the most powerful ways that you can get clients. Um, and I know Tom is going to agree. So I'm, I'm excited to, to dive into it. Tom, welcome to the unstoppable CEO. Steve, I am thrilled to be here. So let's give everybody a little bit of context. Um, how did you get to this stage? What got you to this point in your career? Sure. So if you go back, you mentioned I, uh, I was a smart guy because I ran nuclear power plants. I would argue with that because the smart people were the ones that came up with the systems um, that taught us how to do it. And that's one of the things that really struck me in my life is that there's the systems and the processes. And when people say, well, uh, you don't understand my business, um, it's too complicated to do that. I'm like, no, you don't understand your business. Um, and I've always had that in my life. So when I, when I left the Navy, I worked for a Fortune 500 company and was always amazed when they'd say, you know, well, half the money we spend in sales and marketing is wasted. We just never know what half. And that, that drove me crazy. <laughs> and I think we live in an amazing time now where we can measure stuff. You know, we know what the customers love and what they loathe. And we got to be smart enough to stop doing one and start doing the other. And so really, um, I looked at what was working and how could we make it work better. Uh, inbound marketing is a term that's been around for a long time, content marketing. Uh, and with that, content was always blogs. And blogs used to work really well, but the way they worked best was instead of putting it on your own site and getting seen by, you know, two or three people, they'll put it on another site, you know, guest blog on Huffington Post or Wall Street Journal and get it seen by lots of people, get that no like, and trust. And so about uh, four and a half years ago, we thought – wow, could you use the same thing on podcast interviews? Get in front of the right audience, get that no like, and trust. And Steve, I was amazed at the results with it. I know when we first met in Chicago last year, we, we talked about that. And so we, we tested it for a while, we refined it, and proved that podcast interview marketing really is a reproducible system where you can, instead of breaking through the noise, get in on the conversation uh, and, and talk to your ideal customers. So uh, that's something we've done. And uh, uh, it's, it's a fun way to create content. And I'm excited to share this because I really think this is something that is fun to do and is easy to do uh, and that any company can do it. Yeah. Uh, well, and easy is a key word. And, and I know we're going to dive into the details. I think we're going to have an, a, an interesting conversation because we've both approached using podcasts to develop business from di slightly different angles. And, um, and I think we're going to have a good conversation around that. Before we get to that, I'm really curious. You know, you, you've built this business up in what is really a brand new niche, which means you're having to invent the whole thing. I mean, there are other people doing what you do, certainly, but 
you're making this up as you go. You guys are inventing the industry, basically. That wasn't an easy thing, isn't an easy thing. What are you finding as you sort of, you know, run into roadblocks along the way that, that helps you push through and, and keep going? Uh, there's a, you know, I always say I'm not a smart guy, but I hang around with a lot of smart guys. And some of those people are just on podcasts. And there's some things that have always resonated with me. Um, a guy by the name of Brian Greenberg, I'll never forget when he said, there's profits on the other sides of problems. So with that, when I hit a problem, I'm like, okay, well, this is good. Um, because if we can figure this out, we can help people and they'll show us their appreciation. Uh, other people have told me when you hit a roadblock or you hit a, a speed bump, thank God that you hit the speed bump you did at that time because you're supposed to learn from that, fix it. Because if you would have hit that speed bump a year from now, two years from now, when you were going 10 times as fast, it would be fatal. So I think sometimes it's just the uh, looking at it and saying, what how do we look at this obstacle? Is everything a problem or is everything an opportunity to be solved? Um, and, and from that standpoint, making a game out of it, uh, it's, it's really hard because when you're in the middle of it, you know, everything, you know, from an entrepreneur standpoint, from a business owner standpoint, things either go really, really well or really, really bad, right? There's that roller coaster. But I think taking yourself out of it, almost like uh, if you were coaching yourself and saying, what would I tell myself if I was coaching right now? And trying to, to take that perspective on it. Because at the end of the day, the problem's not going to change, right? It is what it is, but how you look at it is going to change. You know, it's, it's really difficult sometimes, though, to create that separation where you can almost look at that problem from above as if you're looking at it, you know, objectively. Um, is there anything that you do to, to sort of say to yourself, oh, wait, hey, I need to step back. I need to separate and, and view this. Well, I, I was going to say, I, I can talk about it right now um, I, for, you know, that first few minutes or whatever. Uh, I'm like everybody else. You've got that gut reaction. Uh, but I've never made good decisions uh, or taken good actions based on fear or desperation. So from that standpoint, uh, sometimes it is just, you know, uh, to vent for a little bit. And sometimes if you have a, a, a mastermind group or peers or somebody that you can talk to, they can help put it in perspective too. Because our problems always seem like the biggest problems in the world, right? Um, and we, there's always somebody that would trade problems with us. And I think once you start to verbalize that um, and, and let that out, I think the fear goes away with that too. Because um, when people start to ask and, and say, well, what's the worst? Thing that can happen to this is this is this terminal is it fatal uh, you know I heard somebody say any problem that can be solved with money isn't a problem and so trying to put things in perspective there you know another thing that sometimes I, I, I pinch myself that there's a lot of problems in the world today but there's no better time to be alive you know Steve a, a bad day for me is when my internet goes down for five or ten minutes you know a bad day for my grandfather was when he had to bury a grand uh, or a child so from that standpoint, just trying to put things in perspective, um, you know, when everything is going well, it's not all because of me. When everything is going bad, it's not all because of me. And, and sometimes just looking at it as not, not judging it by the outcome, because the outcomes can go up and down at any time. 
but are you taking the right actions? Are, are we supposed to learn from this? Uh, are we supposed to change something or are we supposed to stay the course on this? So yeah, you're right. It's hard to have perspective. It's hard to know your own blind spots, but I think if you intentionally try looking at it that way and then find people that you can reach out to also um, that can give you that perspective, that's just so helpful. Yeah, you know, you brought up what is really my favorite question. What's the worst thing that can happen? And I, I learned that I was still in my 20s, brand new CEO, um, and, uh, and the founder of the company took an extended vacation. First time he'd taken a vacation in like 20 years. And uh, he took a vacation. You know, it was kind of my moment where I was fully in charge. And, uh, and we had to make some fairly large decisions. And I'm sitting there, I'm just a 28-year-old kid. I don't know what I'm doing. And... Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I looked at my CFO at the time and, and she was younger than I was. We finally just looked at each other and we both at the same instant said that, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then we listed out the worst things that could happen and they weren't really all that bad. So it made the decision so much easier. And, and I see people get frozen sometimes uh, because they, they're, they're so caught up in, all of the different things that could be bad that could happen. And actually, if you sit and make the list, most of the time you're, you're going to be pleasantly surprised by how mild those things are. I love that question. <laughs> well, I want to take a break right here because I want to come back and I want to dive into, um, into how to get clients with podcasts. Um, I think this is an untapped resource, particularly for the, the folks who are listening to this show who are experts at what they do and, and, and are delivering, you know, a real high level professional service. This is a new medium that I think is going to really revolutionize that kind of marketing. Um, so everybody hang on. We're going to be back with more from Tom. We're going to actually break down the process that's going to help you get in front of the right people using podcasts. Stand by. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is Steve Gordon. I'm here with Tom Schwab. And, and Tom, let's, let's kind of turn our attention to podcasting. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a meta conversation, I think. But <laughs> you've got a process that, that uh, you are perfecting that gets people interviews on podcasts, gets them in front of their ideal clients. And I think, I think you and I would agree, this is a really powerful medium that I think we're just all beginning to understand how well it works and how to, how to leverage it. So talk for a minute about some of the, the new approaches that you're seeing using podcasts as a, a lead generation tool. Sure. And I, I think you have to go back to the old stuff first, right? What is marketing at its heart? It's starting a conversation with someone that can be an ideal customer. So people did that with billboards, they did it with emails, they did it with robocalls, all the rest of that. But now we have the possibility to start that discussion with a podcast and talks directly to the people. You know, a lot of times people will say, well, how can I break through the noise? Well, I think most of the time people are just adding to the noise. This is the one medium where 
uh, people turn off all of the, uh, the distractions, right? They choose. It's a 100% opt-in rate. They choose to listen to you at that time, at that speed. Um, all of the outside distractions are gone. So it's a great time to get in front of your ideal customers. And I didn't know the words for it until I recently read a great book called The Exponential Network Strategy. And Steve, <laughs> I know you've read it because you wrote it. And the whole idea is that, you know, you're building your network. Do you build it one-to-one -one or can you exponentially build it? And when I read that book, it's like, that's exactly what podcast interview marketing does. So if you can get on a podcast that has your ideal customers listening to it, right? So you're invited on by the host. Everybody listening to this knows and loves Steve. They trust Steve, right? Um, they don't know me from anybody, but it's almost like you're introducing me to your audience and that exponential network of it um, is just so powerful. And the other thing I like about it too is the scale of it, right? I, I'm an engineer at heart, so I like return on investment. And to me, return on investment is what you get out for what you give in. So, you know, if I, if I travel uh, and have to get on a plane to talk to a uh, hundred people, that might be a great event. Um, but think about it. You know, you can sit at your house, uh, at your office, um, pretty much anywhere there's an internet connection and reach thousands and tens of thousands of people with a podcast interview. And the other thing too, is that it's such a evergreen strategy to get out there because if I go speak at a conference and my ideal customer was sick that day or their flight got canceled, they'll never be able to, to hear me. But with the podcast, this lives on through time. So they can watch, listen to it when they want. They can share it with people. It is just such an amazing medium. And for me, um, you know, content is great, but writing a blog for me uh, is homework. You know, I'd, I'd rather clean my office or go to the dentist than have to write a blog. Well, you can take these interviews and transcribe them and then have somebody clean them up, make a blog, make a book, whatever it is. Uh, so it's an easy medium uh, that really has that exponential networking effect. Yeah, and you hit on so many things there. I, I think the ease of use for the average business owner is to me the main reason to do this um, because what we see with a lot, of, a lot of the clients that we work with is that they just – they're really expert at what they do. They don't want to become expert marketers. They don't want to become, you know, cutting edge marketing writers in their industry. And, uh, and, and you're absolutely right. It is to put together an article or anything like that is homework, but every one of them can show up and have a really impassioned conversation about what they do, just like what we're having here. And, and, and do that in a very short amount of time with very little preparation. I mean, I, I don't know how much you prepare for your podcast interviews. I, I do podcast interviews on a semi-regular basis, and um, I prepared one time for most of them. You know, I, I have an outline of things that I want to cover that are our message, and then we just have a really fun, interesting conversation between me and whoever that host is, just like you and I are having now. That's so easy to do, and for it's a powerful thing to do. I would say our customers are also our best copywriters. I remember a, a, one of our clients came back to us and he said, I work with you because Sinatra only sang. And I was like, okay, 
explain what that means to me. He's like, because I get to be the talent and you take care of everything else, Mm -hmm. right? So all he wanted to do was perform. And that was his best return on investment was performing. So he looked at it as he was the guest and we took care of the rest. And there is, you know, there's work behind it. Um, In some ways, I I think of it as like, um, like cooking, right? You can have the recipe and it looks easy, but there's a lot of steps to it. And so I openly share what we do with podcast interview marketing. I'll share the recipe, but our best clients have looked at that and said, yeah, I understand it, but I don't want to do all that. You know, so you take care of all the prospecting, uh, finding the right shows, the pitching, getting the host to say yes, help me prepare for the show. So all of our, our clients um, and myself included, uh, get a brief sheet on all the shows. So 10 minutes before this interview, I went through my checklist. Uh, I went through everything for the Unstoppable CEO. I mean, Steve and I know each other, so I'm familiar with the show. I've listened to the show. Uh, but for some shows, you know, um, oh, what is it? Only kids and clowns like surprises and our clients aren't either. You know, I can think of one, uh, one show, Steve. They always ask the question, what's your favorite Renee Zellweger movie? And... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know actresses. So just before I'm preparing for it and I'm going through the brief sheet and I see this and I'm like, Ooh, I need to Google that. So I Googled it really quick and it's like, Oh yeah, of course. Uh, show me the money, uh, right. Jerry yeah. Maguire. But if I would have been on that podcast and they would have asked me that question and I would have gone, um, uh, uh, it would have just shown that I had never listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we always say that, you know, nothing ruins your credibility more than getting on stage in Cleveland and saying, hello, Columbus. And podcasts are a digital stage. So we prepare our guests for that. But, you know, our, our clients that if they're doing, you know, one podcast interview a week, that's pretty much an hour of their time to get on stage. Yeah, well, and, you know, I've done the, the pack the suitcases and get on the plane and fly across the country and, and give a speech. And, and while that's great, if you get paid to do it, um, you know, most, most people aren't getting paid to go speak. Very, very few do. And when you do, it's done. It's the, it's the one thing and it's over. And what I love about podcasts, I mean, my first podcast interview where I was on somebody else's podcast, I think was in 2013 or 2014. That's still online. And because the thing that we offered, the giveaway we offered, we track, we still get leads from that thing that I did in 2014. Now we don't get a ton of them, but we still do still get some. And, you know, we, if you look at in total of all the interviews that we've done, uh, we can track, you know, real bankable dollars to those interviews. Um, and they live there forever. The other thing that it does, um, that, that I don't know if you've seen this or if your clients have seen this, but if you do enough of them, you pretty much within your market will begin to create the impression that you're everywhere, that you are the guy, the expert in your market. And that's a pretty powerful position to be in. And you can engineer that for yourself just by showing up a lot of times. And it's not hard to do. I mean, like you say, a couple of podcast interviews a week, you know, or one a week, an hour of your time. It's, it's an easy way to, to create that impression. And one of our first clients is a gentleman by the name of Aaron Walker. He's a life and business coach. His business name is View from the Top. And when he started, if you Googled Aaron Walker, it was a football player. If you Googled view from the top, it was like a bad 90s movie. 
And so he's like, well, how can I rank higher in, in, uh, on the search engines? I said, well, you can either change your name or change your company name. That would be the quickest way. And he didn't want to do either one of those. But you know, every podcast interview that he was on gave him a backlink to his site. And it would put up there, uh, you know, on different sites with his name. So now, uh, if you Google that, you know, you'll find his site, but you'll also find dozens of other interviews, blogs, and it's all of a sudden seems like, yeah, he is definitely the authority in there. And it's all from him showing up on other people's site. You know, it's one of those things where if I go to somebody's site, um, it's like what we say about ourselves doesn't count. It's what other people say. You know, your brand is not what you say about yourself. It's what other people say. So people will start to go to those other sites and, and see, you know, what are other people saying about them? And the other nice thing is, you know, podcasts, they're going to show up in different places. So if I search in iTunes, it's going to show up. If I go to uh, YouTube, you know, so many people will take the videos and put them up there. So all of a sudden you're in different places and it's not just your own site. Yeah. And I think that's fairly valuable. And I know your specialty is getting people on other podcasts. We work with folks on, on creating their own podcasts. And I think that the two serve different roles. I think it's important for folks who are listening to understand that. So I always view having your own podcast as the thing that you're going to do to expand your network, to connect with people that are influencers in your, in your industry or are prospects that are really difficult to reach otherwise. Because if you can go in and, and, and approach and say, hey, I have this media platform, I want to interview you, you can get access where you wouldn't normally be able to get access. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and I think that's an important piece. But if you stop there, it's, it's not enough. You need to be also able to go out and be on other shows to tap into other audiences. And, and in my mind, it is the easiest referral strategy in the world. Because you go out to somebody who has a media platform who needs a guest. I can tell you from running a podcast, there have been times where we've been absolutely desperate for a guest. And thankfully, we're not anymore. But, but early, in, early on, before we had our act together, um, you know, we were scrambling around trying to get people lined up. And almost all of the podcasts that do interviews will run into that. And so you can be there and be a resource. And they're in the job of keeping an audience entertained. You're showing up to entertain their audience. At the same time, they're going to introduce you to a whole bunch of people who might be really great prospects for you. And so I know one of the things you guys specialize in is looking at, at the, the client the, that you're working with, the guest that's going to show up on someone else's podcast and understanding who they're trying to reach. And then you guys have a really good profile of the podcasts that are out there that accept guests. So you can match them up and make sure that they're not, you know, wasting time in, in front of the wrong audience. And, and I, you know, I see these as, as almost two sides of the same coin, but by, by getting out there and getting in front of these other audiences, it's such a great vehicle to, to expose yourself, to get referred in a way that is, you know, people complain because, because I've written books on referrals, they'll complain that, you know, that referrals are really, really hard. They're not, you just have to make it really easy for people. And I think this is a way of making it dead simple, easy to have somebody refer you to, you know, a hundred to a thousand to maybe 10,000 people over time. Very much so. And it's all, you know, to me, um, I, I look at the future and say sometimes I think my grandfather would be better set for the future than my grandchildren because he understood the strategy. May not understand the, the tools today, but he understood the strategy. And it's all about relationships, right? Referrals are about relationships. And how are you going to build that relationship? And, you know, 
talking here over a podcast. Um, it's a great way to build the relationship. Being heard on a podcast, either um, on somebody else's podcast or your own, is a great way to build that relationship. And at the end of the day, you know, people work with those they know, like, and trust. They also refer those they know, like, and trust. So I, I think a lot of it comes back to obscurity. You know, there's a lot of people out there right now. We've got access to millions, hundreds of millions of ideal customers. We could help them with our product or service right now, but they don't know about us, right? We're obscure. So what can we do to become less obscure? Referrals, um, getting heard on our podcast, getting heard on other podcasts. I don't think it's a one answer to everything. I think they all work together there. Yeah, I think absolutely so. And um, I, I want to talk a little bit about as you're, um, as you're working with someone, you take, let's just kind of break down this, the process. So somebody comes to you and they say, I want to get on podcasts. What does it look like? you know, as you're working with them, what week in, week out, kind of what can, what do they experience? Sure. I guess the first thing to that is when people say, I want to get on podcasts. My answer would be, if you want better answers, ask better questions, right? So the real question I think they're asking is, I want to grow my business by being on podcasts. So from that standpoint, let's start with the ultimate goal in mind. And so we look at that and say, um, we found three factors that are critical in results. And we looked back after our first hundred clients and said, what's the difference between getting good results with podcast interviews and just great results? And it really broke down to three things, Steve, the message, the market, and the machine. So the message is, do you have stories to tell and not just a product to sell? Nobody likes an infomercial, right? The next one is the market. Do you know who you want to talk to? And do you have a way that they, you can help them? And by help them, I mean that they can buy something from you, right? Uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin calls it certificates of appreciation. Can they give you certificates of appreciation? And in the United States, those are green pieces of money uh, or green pieces of paper with dead presidents on them. The final thing is the machine. You know, when somebody hears you on a podcast, they are going to Google you, right? Does your social media build trust? Does that build um, credibility? Does your website? So before we even start to work with somebody, we'll say, hey, let's look at your message, your market, and machine. Now, if those all aren't strong, you're probably not going to get re great results. So we'll go back and say, you know, if you did this, you'd get better results with it. And then we'll, because at the end of the day, nobody wants just another client or a customer. You want another raving fan. That's how we grow our business. And we focus really on three verticals. So we also say, isn't a match. So we focus on business, faith and spirituality, and health, nutrition, and wellness. But really then after that, um, if they're a good fit, um, our model is they're the guest, we take care of all the rest. So, you know, we come up with their one-page pitch page that we send to the podcast hosts forget them to say yes. Uh, we'll make a landing page for every podcast interview they do. Uh, we've got a team of 14 here in the United States. We'll do a brainstorming session for ideal podcasts. We'll do a po practice podcast so that they're comfortable with it, that they know the technology, uh, everything like that. And then we just start uh, reaching out to these ideal podcasts, um, getting the host uh, to invite them, and then really doing everything so that all our guest has to do is show up 10 minutes before the interview, read that brief sheet on it, and then just have fun on the interview. Well, and it, it is fun. It's a lot of fun to do these. You end up building relationships with the host most of the time which uh, we have found turned into all kinds of other opportunities. So we've, we've taken the interviews that we've done 
uh, on other podcasts and the ones that we've done on our own and turn those into opportunities to do webinars for their audience, which is even an even deeper kind of way to create relationship with that audience, all kinds of things. Um, and, and so I, I think what I'm hoping that everyone who's listening takes away from this is that there, this medium is a little bit unique. I think it's a little bit special. Um, the fact that most of the time the podcast is audio, although some of them can be distributed in video, but the fact that it's audio gives it a quality that the written word doesn't have. And it gives it a simplicity that, that video doesn't have. Video can be a little bit complex to, to put together. And because it's audio, you get this richness. Like you're hearing our voices right now. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you probably know an awful lot about me and my demeanor. And, and if we sat down together and had a conversation at a coffee shop, you know, you'd at least feel like you, you knew me really well because you'd, you'd heard my voice. And there's this power to the human voice that allows you to connect with the people in your market in, in such a unique way that I think makes this medium different. And, um, and so uh, if you think about, uh, gosh, the last time I mentioned this name, I probably shouldn't mention this name. Last time I mentioned this name in an email, um, I got hate mail over it. But uh, Rush Limbaugh is, you know, I don't care what your politics are. The guy's been on the radio and people have been hearing his voice for, I don't know, what are we at? Three decades, four decades now, every day. And for the people who follow him, again, doesn't matter what your politics are, look at, at the kind of following and relationship he's created with his audience. And same thing with Dave Ramsey. And, you know, you could name off the, the major radio hosts, um, the, the relationship that they create with the audience. And I think that is unique to this kind of a medium because they can hear your voice. I would totally agree with you on that. And the same way, you know, if you heard one of those voices, instantly you would know who that was. Now, the only difference I think in podcasting, and I got to admit this, Steve, talking with you, your voice sounds strange because I listen at one and a half times speed as I'm usually running at half X speed. So I think that's amazing too, that people can listen when they want, where they want, at the speed they want. It's the only medium where we can really multitask. I can't watch a YouTube video uh, while I'm mowing the lawn. At least it doesn't work out well there. Um, and, you know, I've had this discussion with other people. It's like, so what's the most, the richest form of communication, um, at least on the internet there? Is it videos? Is it audio? And to me, I think it's audio right? Because if, we're, if it's a video, you don't know. Are they using cue cards? Is this take number one, take number five? To me, the best podcast interviews is like, this is, we'd be having the same discussion if we were sitting down at Denny's right now, having a cup of coffee in the morning, right? Well, this is just the banter that would go back and forth. And to me, the best podcast is almost a little bit of, I don't know if you call it voyeurism, where you're sitting in the booth next to, next to the people, listening in on the conversation, you know, it'd be rude to turn around and stare at them. So you just sit there and listen. And, uh, you know, you can't get in on the conversation. But people just love to listen to that. And just the, the realness of it and the rawness of it, uh, I think, gives something that no other medium does. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always, you know, tell, tell guests when they come on, we're just going to have a really great conversation. And we're going to let the world eavesdrop. Um, and, and people enjoy that. And so I, it allows you to get your message out there, but do it in a way that, isn't hitting them over the head. It's not a sales pitch. So, um, you know, you've probably just heard 90% of, of Tom's sales pitch for his service on here. Probably didn't feel like that, right? Um, because we're having a conversation about it. And now I want you to think about 
now putting yourself in, in Tom's seat in this little conversation, if you were in that kind of a position and, and you had those opportunities opened up to you, I think it's one of the easiest ways to, to get in front of clients. And so I guess I'll put the soapbox away. Um, I'm a big believer in it. It's worked so well for us. Um, and, uh, and, and so uh, we could go on and on and on, but uh, Tom, are there any resources or things that, that you can share with folks that uh, would kind of help them think about this and kind of get to the next step? Oh, very much so. And, you know, um, I know if you're listening to a podcast, you're doing a lot of things. I'll make it easy. Just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash unstoppable. So interviewvalet.com forward slash unstoppable. And so that the book that I wrote, um, Podcast Guest Profits, um, I'll put that there. You can have that a free download. There's the checklist that I mentioned that uh, I use. Uh, we give to all of our guests. Um, uh, it's always better to learn from someone else's mistakes than your own. So the checklist will be there and then I'll put all my, my contact, my social media there. If there's any way that I can help you. If I can serve you, please just reach out to me at interviewvalet.com forward slash unstoppable. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes. So if you're driving and listening to this, uh, not to worry, um, you can just uh, find that in the show notes, however you're listening to this. Uh, Tom, this has been a lot of fun. We, we could go on for hours and hours. I'm, I know you're passionate about this. I am too. Um, I love what it's doing uh, for our clients. I know you're, you're seeing great results with your clients. And so uh, thanks for investing some time with me and, and uh, going through your process. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.